We're in John chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 35 through 51. And uh, we find John the Baptist. He's baptizing at the Jordan River down by Bethabara. People are traveling down from Jerusalem and other areas to be baptized and to hear what John has to say, to hear his proclamation. And he's saying, Jesus, the Lamb of God. Jesus, the sacrifice for sin of all mankind. Now, Israel at this time is under the law, under animal sacrifice, and the religious leaders are making uh, industry out of sacrifice. Jesus will come along and he will make that obsolete because he will become the supreme sacrifice. And the sacrifice system was big business for the ruling Sadducees, and the high priest happened to be a Sadducee, and they made great profit off of animal sacrifice. Josephus tells us that at one Passover, there were over 250,000 lambs slaughtered at one Passover. And those lambs were bought and sold there in the temple by those making money off of the quote-unquote perfect lamb. So there's a lot of profit going on at this time in the religious system. And it offends our Lord. The high priest had control of animal sacrifice. As a Jew, you had to offer a lamb that was without spot or blemish. And they happened to have temple lambs that they would conveniently sell to you at a profit. And we see the ministry of Jesus where he twice times cleanses the temple of merchandisers. The Jewish religious leaders, they had figured out a way to turn worship by the people into big time prophets. And John the Baptist, he's down by the river baptizing and he's declaring change is coming. Jesus, singular, the Lamb of God will bring change. And this religious system that now profits off the worship of his people, it offends Jesus. And change is coming, coming for all Jewish believers via Jesus, the Lamb of God. Now, John the Baptist, who is down by the Jordan, baptizing and preaching, he had disciples. 
men who were in agreement with him, with his teaching, and with his baptism. And John continues his declaration of who Jesus is. So let's pick it up in verse 35 of chapter 1. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is translated teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. And it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon. The son of Jonah, you shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone, actually a small stone. We're going through several days of John's announcement of Jesus. And it says the next day, John, being with some of his disciples, and he looks at Jesus as Jesus walks by, and John declares again, Behold the Lamb of God. Two of John's disciples hear this, and they follow Jesus. John's disciples are looking for the Christ, the Messiah, and they follow and come after Jesus. And it's interesting that the first words that we have recorded that Jesus spoke in his ministry is, to two of these disciples, and it's, what do you seek? What are you coming after? And they said, teacher, rabbi, where are you staying? I think, <laughs> I think these two disciples are a little bit uh, lost for words, and so they say, well, uh, we want to see where you're staying. <laughs> so they kind of blurt this out. Where are you staying? Where are you going? What are you doing? And Jesus has a word for him. Come and see. Now, it's interesting that Jesus did not have headquarters. He traveled. He was uh, walking about all of Israel. He would stay in gardens. He would stay along the roadside. And he would stay basically wherever he could find a place to stay. Now, Andrew, Peter's brother, is one of these new disciples of Jesus. Andrew goes and finds his brother, Peter. And he says to Peter, we have found the Messiah. Andrew has found the Christ, the Messiah. Andrew was looking and searching for Christ. And he also finds his brother, Peter. Andrew, he's on a mission. 
He wants to locate the Christ, and Jesus has been found by his first disciple. Andrew wants Peter, his brother, to see the Christ. And he brings Peter to Jesus, and the first thing Jesus does is he gives Peter a new name. Cephas, translated stone. Notice, though, how Jesus answers Andrew's question of where are you staying? Andrew has followed John the Baptist. He's looking for Messiah, looking for more than religion. He had religion in the Jewish religion. He wants more than religion. He's looking for the person, the Christ. And Jesus has asked Andrew, what do you seek? What are you looking for, Andrew? What do you seek? I think that's an answer to everyone who comes to Christ as a believer. What do you seek? What are you wanting from Jesus? I think it's a question prompted by the Holy Spirit. What do you and I seek from the Lord? What brought you out of darkness into light? We all have our casual greetings, you know. Uh, How are things going? Do you ever stop and tell somebody how things are going? (laughs) Or what's up? (laughs) Jesus finds disciples men that are looking for himself, looking for Messiah, for there is an heir. There's an expectation over all of Israel at this time that Messiah is near and he's coming. Jesus had a ministry at the most of three and a half years, only three and a half years. But the Holy Spirit has been working in the hearts of his followers for probably many, many years. And the first disciples answer Jesus' question with their own question, excuse me. And they go, teacher, rabbi, where are you staying? Basically, I think the disciples are asking Jesus, who are you? Are you the Messiah? Who do you say you are? We've heard John. We've heard John declare you the Lamb of God. And Jesus has an answer for him. Come and see. You want to know who I am? Come, follow me, and you will see. A little later, Jesus will declare, Foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man, that was one of his favorite uh, descriptions of himself, has nowhere to lay his head. Much of the time as disciples with Jesus, it was a kind of a roving, wandering, campout type thing. And sometimes they would stay at Mary and Martha's house, and their brother Lazarus. And, but Jesus had no central place to call his own. But let's finish this chapter in verses 43 through 51. 
The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip, and he said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathan said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree, do you believe you will see greater things than these? And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Hereafter you shall see the heavens open, the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. <clears throat> Jesus finds Philip. Note that, Jesus finds Philip, and he tells him, follow me. A little bit later, Philip will say, I found Jesus. Well, Jesus said he found Philip. Philip finds Nathaniel, and he declares, we found the one Moses spoke about, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel says, wait a minute. Whoa there, Philip, hold on. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth, by the way, is not Bethlehem, Philip. We have a lot of prophecies how the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. Nazareth was kind of a Roman legion outpost. It was a typical military area. It was one of their base towns. Nazareth was a rough and tumble town, had an active nightlife to entertain the soldiers. And Philip's answer to Nathaniel, come and see, just come and see. Jesus says to Nathaniel, behold, he says of Nathaniel, behold, an Israelite in whom there's no guile. Nathaniel was a man with no ulterior motives. No second guessing about Nathaniel. What you saw is what you got. We will have people come in here as visitors and they ask a question like, what does your church have to offer? Oh, how I want to answer that question. What are you offering the church? <laughs> but I don't. I'm polite. And Jesus speaks of Nathaniel. And he speaks of Nathaniel to the others that are listening. Before Philip called you, Nathaniel, I saw you under a fig tree. That's interesting in and of itself. I suggest that Nathaniel was either meditating, perhaps even praying, and Jesus saw him, 
and he heard him, and he tells Nathaniel so. A fig tree happened to be typology of the nation of Israel. And here's Nathaniel under this fig tree, and he's there, and he's meditating. Perhaps he's in prayer. And this statement by Jesus prompts Nathaniel to declare, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. So, and we're second-guessing here. What is Nathaniel praying about under that tree that Jesus would take notice? And I think he's praying, God, would you show me your Christ? Show me the, the Messiah. Jesus answers Nathaniel's prayer. Nathaniel, you believe because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree. You will see greater things than these. You will see the heavens open, Nathaniel. And you will see angels ascending and descending from heaven upon me. I, Nathaniel, am the gateway. I am the stairway between heaven and earth. Now, Nathaniel believes in Jesus as Christ. Simply because he was seen by Jesus under a fig tree. Nathaniel's prayer has been answered. Jesus answered his prayer. Nathaniel becomes a disciple. And it's all because he realized Jesus heard his prayer. Nathaniel, he was of no guile. What is guile? Deceit. He was of no deceit. There was nothing phony or hypocritical about Nathaniel. <clears throat> Our Lord tells us that when we pray, he says, I know what you need before you even ask. Nathaniel's prayer or his meditation under this fig tree is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it's a bold prayer. It's a bold prayer by Nathaniel because he desires to see the Christ. He's heard John talk about him, and he wants to see the Christ. And that prayer, if it's prayed by Nathaniel or if it's prayed by you or I, is always answered. Jesus desires to reveal himself to mankind he wants us to be believers because Jesus came to save and seek the lost. That was his mission. Therefore, consequently, hereafter, when we pray, pray from the heart, pray from the heart, Express to the Lord your true desires. He already knows what you desire. Understand and believe Jesus desires to reveal himself in truth to you. Just like he did for Nathaniel.
just like he did for Nathaniel. So let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer.